Welcome to Walkinverse. We're going to expose tyranny and share the truth. So sit back and enjoy the ride. Welcome back. Today, I want to cover a event that happened in Seveso, Italy in 1976. It's considered one of the worst events that happened in history, and it's on par with Chernobyl. Remember in the last podcast, I asked you to write down the number of a thousand feet in the air with this toxic dioxin cloud and how it moved into neighboring areas? Remember that as we go over the Seveso, Italy catastrophe. Also, a week later, they're now finding out that local streams were full of dead fish and chickens had been found dead in their coops. Another point is that they went against protocol because, as we learned, the chemical vinyl chloride is highly flammable and should not be burned at all. People are also now becoming sick. They have skin rashes and some are even coughing blood. And there's also reports of how the Ohio River and the ones that connect to it, fish are just found dead. So this is impacting, from what I've heard, areas up to 300 miles away. And within 10-mile radius, animals are dying. And then also, they say that the um, toxin in the rivers now has killed more than 43,000 aquatic animals. Think about that. Now, let's go back in time to Cerezo, Italy, 1976. On July 10th, a manufacturing plant had a valve that went bad. It created an explosion where it released a, a high level of deadly chemical into the atmosphere, and that chemical was a dioxin. I think it was called TCDD. It reached 164 feet. Now, remember, in Ohio, it went 1,000 feet. In Italy, it went 164 feet into the air and winds carried it into neighboring cities. And they say that within a few hours, 37,000 people became exposed to this deadly chemical. The company who had this incident was called Hoffman LaRoche, a pharmaceutical company. They actually owned it. What's so horrific about this event was that these people waited nine days to let the community know the severity of what happened. And then when they were questioned, they played the maybe card, right? Typical government bullshit. Quote, on the following Monday, the 19th of July, Dr. Cavallario asked ICMESA officials a straight question. Was dioxin present in the cloud? The response? It might have been, end quote. Hell unleashed on earth for these people. And their answer just maybe? Sounds a lot like what we're hearing today from EPA. Well, safe to go home. No, it's actually not safe to go home because the area is completely contaminated. And these tyrants back then understood the dangers of dioxin, but downplayed the crisis anyway because they didn't care. They were more concerned about profitability and the making of their products than they cared about the exposure that the community just faced. Town officials then had to call for an immediate evacuation, but yet in Ohio, where's the immediate evacuation of the outlying areas? There are none. The impact in Italy was so bad that within four days, you had death just blanketed the area. In a Times report, they said this, quote, one farmer saw his cat kneel over. And when he went to pick up the body, the tail fell off. When authorities dug up the cat for examination two days later, said the farmer, all that was left was its skull. And quote, the animal completely deteriorated from this chemical. Remember, this chemical gets into the ground. And once it's in the ground, it's game over. The environmental destruction and negative impact on human life only began for these people in Italy. Local food supplies were wiped out, completely ruined. People who had chickens and rabbits for food, all dead. Household pets, they say, were bleeding from the nose and mouth. And of course, some did die. Small farms were destroyed, wiped out. Gardens, orchards, and plants wilted away. Any remaining fruits and vegetables no longer were safe for consumption. They were toxic. And then you had signs throughout the hot zone that read this, quote, 
Danger area. Contaminated. Do not eat vegetables, fruit, or animals that eat grass from the ground. End quote. After all was said and done, the estimated over 80,000 animals were slaughtered, and the people of Cervezo lost everything, including their ability to survive. And yet in Ohio, what are they doing? Nothing. Let's go back to Cervezo here. The contamination was so bad that it covered over 269 acres of land. Towns which once thrived, they were gone in the blink of an eye, just completely wiped out, annihilated. Those who lived in the area, they only had one option, and that was to move outside the hazard zone. And by the way, the hazard zone expanded to zones A, B, and I believe C, three zones. Quote, an area of some 269 acres was designated as zone A. This was the most heavily contaminated area from which the residents were evacuated. Barbed wires surrounded the area, and on the highway passing through, large signs warned, Contaminated area. Roll up windows. Close vents. Do not stop. Drive slow. End quote. Even people three miles away became sick, and the animals also. Now remember, in Ohio, we're hearing reports of how um, 10 miles away, animals are becoming sick and dying. That was a thousand feet in the sky. So this is three miles away, 164 feet. The area of impact will be much greater than what they're even telling us right now. It continues on about the adverse reactions, and that was that after the explosion in Italy, the both long and short-term exposure to dioxin took a massive toll on people. They suffer from skin disorders. Remember earlier I mentioned how people are now having skin disorders in the Ohio area as well as the outlying areas? Remember that. Rashes and lesions appeared. Sound familiar? Chronic irritation in the eyes and lungs became the norm. Respiratory complications just skyrocketed. And what are you hearing now out of Ohio from reports? People are having what? Respiratory issues. They're having issues with their eyes and with their lungs. One guy I was listening to a video on where he was talking to a news reporter, and he mentioned how he had to go to the hospital. He's on the inhaler. They hooked him up to oxygen because his lungs are just like coughing up this green, weird fluid, which is interesting because, as I mentioned in the earlier podcast, when you burn... Vinyl chloride also creates something called phosgene, which was a chemical agent in World War II and actually a weapon, sorry, World War I, which was actually a weapon, a bioweapon that would fill the lungs and have the enemies uh, drown in their own fluid. And here's a guy in Ohio coughing up a weird green substance and having lung issues. Think about that. Now, on top of all of that, it's said that in Italy that after the first year, um, those who were exposed also suffered from s- circulatory illnesses, rare cancers, reproductive health issues, and immune diseases. Quote, these zones also showed increased mortality from circulatory disease in the first years after the accident, from chronic obstructive pulmonary disease, and from diabetes among females. The most consistent finding was an elevated risk of lymphatic and hematopoietic neoplasm among both males and females, end quote. That's, that's cancers, by the way. So not only were the people becoming sick with cancers in the lymphatic system, but they're saying that they also had rectal and lung cancers were also raising their heads now. And if that wasn't bad enough, the women who were pregnant now were having miscarriages. So babies were born with massive defects. People show signs of liver impairment as well. So genocide unleashed on Cervezo, Italy, because of the manufacturing plant had a valve that went bad that created an explosion. And again, this was a big pharma company who put profits over people. Quote, several health outcomes were investigated in the early post-accidental period, including spontaneous abortion, cytogenic abnormalities, congenital malformations, 
liver function and lipid metabolisms, immunological and neurological impairment, and chloroquine, end quote. That is where the extremities near the end of the skin turn blue because of circulation issues or blood issues. So basically, these, these people of Italy were in dire straits. Death practically just encompassed the entire region. Reports from the region at that time were saying that the, the area became a ghost town. You couldn't hear a pin drop. There was no sign of life, no dogs barking, no birds chirping, nothing. I mean, complete silence from an area that was once thriving. And this, again, was because of a corporation who put their cosmetic and pharmaceutical productions first. Again, people over profit, just like you're seeing with uh, J&J's lawsuits and Pfizer's lawsuits. They have some of the biggest lawsuits in history. I think Pfizer was, what, $2.1 billion for fraud? And the sad thing was that all that had to happen was for these people to tell the truth. Because of the people of the area, the community knew the truth. They could have got out a lot sooner. Maybe not as many had been affected or died from it. But then again, this is big farm we're talking about. And like, telling the truth isn't an option, which we're seeing even today, right? And so two decades later, people are still paying for this with their health. Quote, the total number of person years at risk between 76 and 2001 was more than 6 million. We recorded 47,584 deaths, which is around 93% they're saying. And exposed individuals contributed to 16% of the persons and 15.2% of the death, end quote. To this day, babies in those areas are still being born with thyroid issues. And that's three decades later. And three decades later, they're still unsure of the long-term exposure. So for them to say on news reports out of Ohio, we're not too sure of the short-term. No, no, you're not sure of the long-term, not only the short-term. We really don't know how horribly this will affect the environment and the community. But what I do know about dioxin is that is considered a organic persistent compound, which means that the longer it's in the environment, the more stronger it becomes. And like I said earlier, this is one of the worst catastrophes that happened in history. So not only is it on par with Chernobyl, as I mentioned earlier, experts even say that it was just as bad as Fukushima, Bhopal, and the Three Mile Island. And when you compare that tragedy with today, the question you have to ask yourself is, was the one today orchestrated or was it by accident? I'm going to let you decide because when you think about what has been happening in the United States between January 9th and February 22nd, there's at least 16 terrible events that I'm aware of. And there's a lot more than this that I haven't even documented yet. For example, on January 9th, Lake City, South Carolina, a train was derailed. And the headline read like this, All Lake City Railroad Crossings Reopened After Train Derailment. Boil Water Advisory Remains. Water is contaminated. January 19th. Zanesville, Ohio, the Ohio Central Railroad derailment. The headline read, Dozens of train cars derailed. Cleanup is expected to take a week. No chemicals. January 21st, Loris, South Carolina, train derailment. From the images, it looks like the wheels completely fell off multiple cars, not just one. And the photos, you have the cars tipped on their side, and then you look down the tracks and you're seeing all the axles completely detached from these boxcars, which is interesting. February 3rd, Irvine, California, suspicious chemical spill at Village Apartments. February 3rd, East Palestine, Ohio, Norfolk, Southern derailment. Well, we already know what's happening with that. February 12th, Inrow, South Carolina, CSX train derailment. Headline reads, a CSX train derailed in Inrow, South Carolina on Monday at approximately 4 p.m., according to local reports. The extent of the damage is not yet known. Now, what I find interesting about this is that the stock for the company CXX actually rose after the incident. So they're making money, which is very interesting to me. February 13th, 
Montgomery, Texas, Union Pacific train derailment. Quote, Houston area crash between truck, Union Pacific train kills driver, derails 20 plus cars. The cargo on the train includes some hazardous materials, prompting Union Pacific to monitor air quality at the site of the crash, according to the Splendora Police Department. End quote. Again, more chemicals in the area. What kind of chemicals were on the train? I'm not quite sure. It didn't really say. February 14th, Londonbury, New Hampshire, Stonyfield yogurt chemical spill. Quote, fire crews respond to chemical spill at NH Stonyfield Farm. A 300-gallon tank of peroxide was punctured in the parking lot of a large dairy farm. End quote. That's interesting. So just sporadically, a tank of peroxide, 300 gallons, is just punctured and nobody saw a thing. Okay, I'm buying that one too. February 15th, Tucson, Arizona chemical truck wrecks and explodes on highway. Quote, Arizona highway closes after nitric acid leaks from tanker truck crash. Residents nearby, the deadly accident on Interstate 10 outside Tucson, told to evacuate on Tuesday. End quote. Here you have a truck crash on the highway and residents are told to evacuate immediately. But yet in Ohio, where a thousand foot plume goes into the air, eh, it's okay. Nothing to see here, folks. Just, you know, carry on your way. February 16th, Oceanside, California, chemical truck collision and spill on highway. They say hazmat team responds to North Carolina traffic collision involving dangerous gas. Another chemical release. February 16th again, Catatusa, Oklahoma, Holly Energy Partners, chemical tank fire. Oklahoma tank fire sparked yet another chemical incident. Not the first one, but another one. A chemical fire in a storage tank in an Oklahoma port has become the latest in a series of incidents across the United States in a matter of days. So even they know the paper knows it. Something's up because there's too many of these happening too often. Again, on February 16th, Van Buren Township in Michigan, Northfolk Southern Derailment. Another one. Authorities investigate train derailment in Van Buren Township. According to Van Buren Township Police Department, there is no evidence of exposed hazardous materials. And none of the train cars containing hazardous materials were compromised in the incidents. End quote. So what's interesting is that there's no evidence of exposed materials, but there's hazardous materials on the train of where the incident occurred. So then was somebody again trying to create another leak in this time Van Buren, Michigan? February 19th, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, H-inch pipe bomb found near railway. It was near a, a Catholic church, they say. I don't know why they have to mention quote-unquote Catholic. The fact is there's a pipe bomb is kind of newsworthy enough. It has nothing to do with Catholics. What now, conservatives want to blow up trains? Is that what they're kind of getting at? Or Christians or Catholics or those of faith? Again, every time you read something... You got to look at it with questioning eyes. Why would they use a certain term when they try to relate it to something that's dangerous, right? So now all of a sudden, the, there's a Catholic church involved in this incident. Just something to kind of think about. February 20th, Bedford, Ohio, metal plant explosion. One killed, a dozen injured after blast at Ohio factory scatters molten debris and starts fire. Ohio again. Again, more toxic gas going up into the air. February 21st, Gothenburg, Nebraska, Union Pacific train derailment. Third major train derailment in the Mideast in less than a month. And then on February 22nd, in Tennessee, a uranium fire. Quote, emergency service respond to uranium fire at National Nuclear Security Administration Complex in Tennessee. So then the question I have, are these coincidental or something a lot more nefarious at play here? My opinion is something's more nefarious at play because there's too many too often too close together. 
And it's all around chemical attacks near waterways, near land, farmland, which means that if you have an area that's decimated and the land is no longer livable on, well, the government has a way to remove you and put you somewhere else, even if it's against your will. I'll try to cover that in a later podcast, but for now, go Google that. Read up on, I think it's under the 2030 initiative under the World Economic Forum or something like that, where they can remove you from your area and force you into a quote-unquote smart city. It's, it's insane, folks. And even Erin Brockovich has something to say. She said, quote, when somebody's been exposed to a chemical and they don't know how big a dose it is that they got or how their immune system will deal with that, could develop cancers, end quote. Well, when you understand what Dachshund does, you know that cancer is inevitable. It's going to happen. In Vietnam, they say that one gram of the chemical used would take out a thousand people, one gram. And that for every 1,000 people exposed, 300 died. How many people have been exposed in Ohio? It's, I, I don't even know. How far is the damage? Nobody knows because it's not being covered properly. And the government doesn't really seem to care. Anyway, with that being said, thank you again for listening. And if you enjoyed the show, please share it with your friends. And on the platform you're listening on, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or even Buzzsprout, please leave me a comment or give me a like. I'd really appreciate it. If you enjoyed the episode, please consider a membership at $5 a month. You'll gain access to all past, present, and future e-reports and books, as well as member-only content. The link is in the description of the episode. If you have any questions or comments, please send me an email at walkinverse at protonmail.com. W-A-L-K-I-N-V-E-R-S-E at P-R-O-T-O-N-M-A-I-L dot com. And until next time, keep the faith, stay safe, and peace.